Hello again, or if this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome for the very first time. This is Juliana, and you're watching my series, Is This Actually Healthy? The goal of this show is to guide you to make healthier dietary choices in a practical way by asking the right questions. I'm here to make you your own nutritional consultant. Pardon any delay with the release of this and consecutive episodes for those of you who are following these by the week. I have just moved from the United States to Australia over the Christmas holiday of 2021 this is and you can imagine it took quite a bit of time to prepare and settle in as a matter of fact i set to work and decided to record a few more episodes of this show while enjoying some time in sydney one of australia's most magnificent cities and in fact i am recording this in a hotel room so if the sound is a little different a little echoey that's why this is part two of what I'm calling my macronutrient series, which continues from my last episode on carbs. As a recap, the three macronutrients you need to survive are carbs, proteins, and fats. These all must be included in our diets, and the key to having an optimal nutrition plan is having the appropriate balance of calories that derives from each of these sources. You can get most of your calories from carbs, which often leaves less room for proteins and fats. However, when it comes to eating better, proteins shouldn't be booted. And it makes it the topic of today's discussion. There's some discrepancy, though, on how much is enough protein. The general recommended amount for adults is about 50 grams per day, or approximately 15% of your daily caloric intake. It's a good idea to get into the habit of thinking in percentages, because 50 grams may add up to a larger percentage of calorie consumption for a smaller individual than for a larger individual. Another way to think about it is by standardizing how much protein you're eating to your body weight. The calculation for this is very simple and helps give individualized recommendations. For instance, no matter your weight, the minimum protein recommendation is about 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. So if you weigh 60 kilograms or 130 pounds, for example, you should get at least 48 grams of protein per day. If you weigh 90 pounds or 90 kilograms, this is about 200 pounds, then you need upwards of 72 grams of protein per day. Using this minimum standard, many studies indicate that the majority of Americans actually exceed this amount per day, just with their normal eating habits, without necessarily reaching for the protein bars or supplements. So if most people out there are technically getting more protein than the basic recommendation, why is it such a nutritional fad to push protein, especially if you're trying to lose weight? Have you noticed that in sports nutrition magazines or at the sports nutrition section of the store, it seems to be wall-to-wall protein shakes and bars? This is because it's currently popular and accepted that the more protein you get, the better. Many sports nutritionists recommend getting around 1.2 to 1.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, or even double the base of the uh, original recommendation. With this new higher recommendation, here is where most people fall short of the mark, unless they strategize it accordingly. If you're eating whatever you want without ever thinking about your protein intake, it's very difficult to make it a significant component of your diet and know specifically how much you're getting, especially since most of your calories do come from carbs. I know you've probably seen advertisements for high-protein diets. The Atkins diet is perhaps the most globally renowned high-protein diet. There are also others out there with fancy names, but to be honest, I'm not familiar with the nuances of each of them. I'm not a fad diet loyalist because I'm a firm believer you don't need to follow some fancy trending diet to eat healthy and eat the way you want. 
So why are there so many sources out there claiming that more protein is better and almost as if there isn't a cap to how much you should get? Well, it's clear that you may only need a minimum amount of protein to promote healthy bodily functions, but consuming more protein also has many other benefits. I'll highlight what I believe to be the strongest pros of getting more protein. Number one, protein is essential for muscle growth and recovery. For active individuals, especially those who routinely do strength training, protein gives your body the resources it needs to build new muscle tissue and support more of it. If you're not getting enough protein to replace the muscle you break down through strenuous activity, it's hard for you to get stronger. In fact, you could find yourself at a disappointing plateau. On days that I work out, I definitely prioritize my protein more on days than when I do cardio or rest. Number two, protein is not just fuel for your muscles, but also good fuel for your appetite too. Protein takes longer for your body to break down than most sources of carbs. Therefore, a 200-calorie protein shake can leave you feeling a lot fuller than a 200-calorie cookie that's gone in three bites. Consuming more protein is great for people who are trying to reduce their calorie intake because it makes you feel fuller. You may not be tempted then to binge eat and exceed your calorie allotment. Number three, protein has a positive effect on your metabolism. High protein intake has been shown to significantly boost metabolism and increase the number of calories you burn at rest. This goes back to what I said earlier about proteins taking longer to break down by your body. The fancy term for this is the thermic effect of the food. Essentially, your body works harder to make proteins work for you, which in turn consumes a little more calories throughout the day. Number four, Ensuring you consume enough protein is especially important for aging individuals. Older people tend to lose muscle mass as they age, and the one thing that contributes to this deterioration is that older people also tend to consume less protein. Even if you aren't old yet, this deterioration can begin as early as your 40s and 50s. So if you aren't building healthy habits now and ensuring you're getting healthy amounts of protein, you're only encouraging this to happen in the future. Although you can always gain muscle back through proper nutrition and exercise, it's more difficult than the same efforts you put in to lose that muscle in the first place. Overall, protein definitely has its benefits. I agree with the sports nutritionists that above one gram per kilogram and up to two grams is a good boundary, depending on how active you are and your own personal preferences. I don't recommend just trying to get the base amount of 50 grams per day. No matter who you are, such a small intake is not going to be enough to really reap the benefits of protein as I've highlighted above. For me, I try to consume at least 80 to 100 grams per day, which is more or less around 1.5 grams per kilogram of my body weight and up to 20% of my total calories. I have that specifically calculated for me, but you can do this calculation too to see where you fall on the spectrum. Health experts also agree that there is such thing as too much protein. Generally, if you're consuming over 2 grams per kilogram of body weight per day, this gives you no added benefits and you can actually be damaging your digestion and your kidneys. You don't have to go crazy and replace all the carbs in your diet with protein, especially or despite what health trends out there make you think. All good things in moderation, even when it comes to your protein. I will need another episode to discuss protein in more detail, such as the sources of protein and how you can incorporate them into your diet in healthy ways. But for now, I will leave it here. If this is a cliffhanger for you, then do tune in to my next episode. Also, please subscribe to my podcast 
if you haven't already, to learn more about interesting topics that will make you proactive in your own healthy decisions. I wish you all the best, and until next time. Bye.